Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans, again with a message and a song from the Holy Spirit today being September 12th, and it's 11.13 a.m. It's a little bit late, but we are never late. We thank God for the day. We pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding is guarding your heart and mind. I pray that all is well with each of you. And so we just thank God for our refreshing again from the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, yesterday was a great day. It was an exciting day for me because I had spoken about my telephone and 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 I told you how God said he was going to bless me with a phone and so yesterday I went and I got my telephone. Of course, when God is giving you something, there are distractions, there are pitfalls. It looks like you'll never get reach your destination. So in going to pick that up, there was so much water in the road until the water was almost in my car. But I realized, hey, I'm going over this water and I'm going to press to get my prize. And so when I reached, the lady looked at me. I said, yes, I came through much water. She said, well, faith without works is dead. Certainly remember that faith without works is dead. So I had to do the works to go and get my prize. And so this morning, we're going to speak about the deity of the Holy Spirit. And so, but I've got my prophetic songs and I sat and I waited and I was not going to do a thing until the Holy Spirit gave me the song. And so that's why I am a little bit late. You've got to wait on the Lord. Wait until he speaks. Listen to his still small voice. And so the songs he gave me, only you are holy. Only you are worthy. Only you are wonderful. There is no one else like you who is faithful ever true. All my love, my life, my all is a testimony. Only you are holy. Only you are worthy. Only you are wonderful there is no one else like you who is faithful ever true all my life my love my life is a testimony. So we were welcoming the Holy Spirit in this place today. 
Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Bring us healing with your warm embrace. Show your power with a warm embrace. Holy Spirit, come fill this place. Holy Spirit, come fill this place. Holy Spirit, come fill this place. Sometimes we feel like in the presence of the Holy Spirit, we feel like dancing like David dance. And it doesn't matter whether the storm, whether the rain, whatever it is, is happening around us. When we're in his presence, we want to dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord falls upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I will sing to him a new song. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I will sing to him a new song. Dance, children, dance, for this is the year of Jubilee. Dance, children, dance, the Lord has come to set this chapter free. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I will sing to him a new song. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I will sing to him a new song. And so that's how I felt like yesterday. And that's how I feel like now. Because when I got home with my phone, I came inside for a few minutes and I hear the Holy Spirit say, go back outside. I went outside, he said, look up, and I tell you no lie. Up on the electrical wires was five birds looking in my direction. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, God, what are you showing me? He said, I'm showing you, even the birds are rejoicing with you. And look, it's five birds, and you are the fifth child, and your house is house number five. Look at that. But now you can't see what I saw unless you tune in to what the Spirit of God is telling you. Because even creation is rejoicing. Even creation is groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the sons of God. So God allowed those five birds to be on that line, looking over in my direction. He allowed me to go outside to see. I'm rejoicing every day as I walk the narrow way for the comforter abides with me. 
So this morning, we're going to speak about the deity of the Holy Spirit. And the word deity means supreme being. The word deity means God. The Holy Spirit is called God. Acts chapter 5 verse 3. I will find it for you. Acts 5 and 3. I'm going to show you that he is. Acts chapter 5 verse 3 to 4. It says, But Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou wast not lied unto men, but unto God. So, he's a supreme being. He's God. He's joined to the Father and the Son. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. I'll, I'll find that. Matthew 28 and 19. The word declares. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He's joined to the Father and the Son. He's eternal. Hebrews 9 and 14. I'll find that for you. Hebrews chapter 9 and 14, I'll read it. How much more shall the, whole, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Oh yes, he is eternal. He is omnipotent. Luke chapter 1 verse 35 declares... Luke chapter 1 verse 35 declares, and I'll read that. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Yes, he is omnipotent. He's omni, he's omniscient. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 declares, and I'll find that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 says, But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Yes, 
he is omniscient he is also omnipresent the word declares in summer 39 verse 7 to 13 i will read that psalm 139 psalm 139 verse 7 to 13 says whither shall i go from thy spirit or whither shall i flee from thy presence whither where if i ascend up into heaven thou art there if i take my bed in hell behold thou art there if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me if i say surely the darkness shall cover me even the night shall be light about thee we cannot hide yea the darkness hideth not from thee but the night shineth as the day the darkness and the light are both alike to thee for thou hast possessed my reins thou hast covered me in my mother's womb here he is omnipresent he's also the creator genesis chapter 1 verse 2 genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters he is the creator he's sovereign first corinthians chapter 12 i will read that first corinthians chapter 12 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6 and 11 says, verse 6 says, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But a manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So, he is sovereign. He is the new creation. John chapter 3 verse 3 to 8 declares. John chapter 3. I will read that in your hearing. John chapter 3. Verse 3 and 8. Says Jesus answered and said unto him. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 8 says, The wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Can you see the wind? You can hear the wind. And you can sin against him. He's eternal. Matthew chapter 12, verse 31 and 32 declares, Matthew chapter 12, verse 31 and 32 says, Wherefore I say unto you, 
all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So, don't let us sin against the Holy Ghost. He is eternal. A message, the deity of the Holy Spirit. We see that the Holy Spirit is a person. We, 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 we spoke about it a few days ago. He's a person. But what sort of a person is he? Is he a finite person or an infinite person? Is he God? These questions are plainly answered in the Bible. In the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, five distinct and decisive pieces of evidence of the deity of the Holy Spirit are presented. What are the distinctively divine attributes? Eternity, omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence. All of these are ascribed to the Holy Spirit in the Bible. We find eternity ascribed to the Holy Spirit. How much more, the Word of God says in Hebrews 9 and 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Omnipresence is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. I just told you as I read the scripture in Psalm 139, verse 7 to 10. I want to say it again. Where can I go from your spirit? Oh, where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Omniscience is ascribed to the Holy Spirit in several passages. For example, we read the following passages from scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. Here I'll read it again. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. He's the helper. John chapter 14, verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. In John chapter 16, verse 12 to 13, the word declares, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, 
he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He is omnipotence. The omnipotence is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. And the angel, in Luke chapter 1 verse 35, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Three distinctively divine works are ascribed to the Holy Spirit. When we think of God and his work, the first work of which we always think is that of creation. In the scriptures, creation is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. You remember Job? Job chapter 33 verse 4 declares, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Breath of God, I need a touch from you. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The Word declares in Psalm 104, verse 30, You send forth your Spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. The activity of the Spirit is referred to in connection with the description of creation in the first chapter of Genesis. I will find that Genesis chapter 1. I bless you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. The impartation of life is also a divine work, and this is ascribed in the scriptures to the Holy Spirit. We read in John chapter 6, verse 63, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Also, in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In the description of the creation of man in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, It is the breath of God, that is, the Holy Spirit, who imparts life to man, and man becomes a living soul. And the exact words is this, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Although the Holy Spirit is a, as a person does not come out distinctly in this 
early reference in, in, in Genesis 2 and 7. This passage interpreted in the light of the fuller revelation of the New Testament. As I said, there are some things in the Old Testament was concealed but revealed in the New Testament. So it came out fuller in the revelation of the New Testament. It clearly refers to the Holy Spirit because the Greek word that is rendered spirit means breath. The authorship of divine prophecies is also ascribed to the Holy Spirit. The word declares in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Even in the Old Testament, there is references to the Holy Spirit as the author of prophecy. The word declares in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 2 to 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. So we see that the three distinctly divine works, creation, impartation of life, and prophecy are ascribed to the Holy Spirit. A striking illustration of this point is found in a comparison of passages from ISI and Acts. Statements in the Old Testament that distinctly name the Lord or Jehovah as their subject are applied to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Thus, the Holy Spirit occupies the position of deity in New Testament thought. The word decla declares in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, um, verse 9, and verse 10. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts, and he said, Go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. In verse 5, we are told that it was Jehovah. Whenever the word Lord is spelled in capitals in the Old Testament, it stands for Jehovah in the Hebrew. I'll repeat that. Whenever the word Lord is capitalized in the Old Testament, it stands for Jehovah in the Hebrew, whom Isaiah saw and who spoke to him. But in Acts, there is a reference to this passage from Isaiah, and we are told that it was the Holy Spirit who was the speaker. The passage in Acts, I'll read it, Acts chapter 28, verse 25 to 27 declares, So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, 
go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So we see that what is distinctly ascribed to Jehovah in the Old Testament is ascribed to the Holy Spirit in the New. Thus, the Holy Spirit is identified with Jehovah. It is a noteworthy fact that in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 38 to 41, where another reference to this passage in Isaiah is made, this same passage is ascribed to Christ. Carefully, carefully note the 41st verse. So in different parts of Scripture, we have the same passage referred to Jehovah, referred to the Holy Spirit, and referred to Jesus Christ. Help us, may we not find the explanation of this in the threefold holy of the angelic cry in Isaiah 6 verse 3, where he said, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. In this, we have a distinct suggestion of the tri-personality of Jehovah of hosts, and hence the propriety of the threefold application of the vision. A further suggestion of this tri-personality of Jehovah of hosts is found in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. And the word declared, where the Lord is represented as saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Another striking illustration of the application of passages that in the Old Testament distinctly named Jehovah as their subject and in the New Testament named the Holy Spirit is found in Exodus chapter 16 verse 7. And the word declares, And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord. For he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Here the murmuring of the children of Israel is distinctly said to be against Jehovah. But in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7 to 9, where this instance is referred to, the word declares, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. In the book of Exodus, the complaints that Moses said were against Jehovah, we are told in Hebrews were against the Holy Spirit. This leaves it beyond question that the Holy Spirit occupies the position of Jehovah or deity in the New Testament. Psalm 95, verse 8 to 11, I uh, will find that. Psalm 95, 
verse 8 to 11 declares, Harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. The name of the Holy Spirit is coupled with that of God in a way that would be impossible for a reverent, thoughtful mind to couple the name of any finite being with that of deity. The word declares in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 6, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Here we find God, the Lord, and the Spirit associated together in a relation of equality. That would be shocking to contemplate if the Spirit were a finite being. Let me say that again. Here in this scripture, in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6, here we find the Lord and the Spirit associated together in a relation of equality. That would be shocking to contemplate if the Spirit were a finite being. We have a still more striking illustration as spoken in Matthew 28, verse 19, and I'll read that. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What person who has grasped the biblical concept of God the Father would think for a moment of coupling the name of the Holy Spirit with that of the Father if the Holy Spirit were a finite being? Even the most exalted of angelic beings. Another striking illustration is found in 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 13, verse 14, and it declares the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And amen means so let it be. Can anyone ponder these words and catch their real importance without seeing clearly that it would be impossible to couple the name of the Holy Spirit with that of God the Father unless the Holy Spirit were himself a divine being? The Holy Spirit is called God. The final and decisive proof of the deity of the Holy Spirit is found in the fact that he is called God in the New Testament as referred to in Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. But Peter said, as I read earlier, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. 
In the first part of this passage, we are told that Ananias lied to the Holy Spirit. When this is further explained, we are told it was not to men, but to God that he had lied in lying to the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit to whom he lied is called God. To sum it all up, by description of all the distinctly divine attributes and several distinctly divine works, by comparing statements that clearly name Jehovah, the Lord, or God as their subject in the Old Testament, with passages that name the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, by coupling the name of the Holy Spirit with that of God in a way that would be impossible to couple that of any finite being with that of deity, and by plainly calling the Holy Spirit God. In all these unmistakable ways, God, in his own word, distinctly proclaims that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. He's not a fiction of your imagination. The Holy Spirit is a person the deity of the Holy Spirit. He's God, the Holy Spirit. And so I pray today, the day's word that God has imparted to us, give us a clearer understanding about the deity of the Holy Spirit. So we will understand the Holy Spirit is not a thing. He's a person. He is God. And because of that, we should reverence him. We should respect him. And that to think of him being in us and alongside of us, little us. Father, we just thank you for loving us so much that you will give us the Holy Spirit, you, inside of us. God in man, made manifest. God, the deity, the Holy Spirit, manifested in us. Now that's a mystery. Because we know God is a big God. But he could shrink himself and come inside of us wow we can't fathom that if you go to fathom that i think you'd lose your mind just accept that he's in us living inside of us living inside of me living inside of us so we thank god for his love we thank him for sending the holy spirit Lord, help us to worship you and help us not to exclude the Holy Spirit. Without you, I can do nothing. Without him, I truly fail. Without him, I will be drifting like a ship without a sail, Jesus, 
Father, Holy Spirit, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, without him, how lost I would be. You would be lost without the Father. You'll be lost without the Son. And you will suddenly be lost without the Holy Spirit. He's a person. Give him honor. Give him the praise. Reverence him, the deity of the Holy Spirit. So I pray today that this word takes root in all of us. And we will continue to welcome Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power, live inside of me. And so God bless you today. May his grace and his mercy overshadow you, keep you safe. May the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your heart and mind today and always. I love you and have a blessed day today.